data sharing and AI define a new era of banking. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Lisa Shields, co-founder and CEO of Fispan. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So what does Fispan do, and why did you start the company? Fispan's a five-year-old startup that aims to reimagine business banking. I started the company because in a previous life, I saw some of the challenges that treasurers and accounting teams were having interacting with their banks and trying to digitize commerce. So let's get into it. How has the global pandemic impacted the banking experience? Well, obviously it's forced, it's forced digitization of processes that were either manual or paper-based. And the obvious ones and the analogy that I use in banking is way back in the day, you know, businesses would walk to the bank once a week and drop off their checks and their cash. And then that all moved online to, you know, the web banking portal, but you're still writing checks and internally in the back office, you're still getting, you know, Mary in accounts payable to sign off on something in the business line or to sign off on it. And someone signs the checks, all that, instantly went away and had to go digital, which was a great thing um, because you know, efficiency of businesses is going to be leapfrogged when we all come back. Well, to that point, how will digital transformation and banking uh, or in the banking industry specifically directly impact finance departments? This digitization has meant the leapfrog of not just, you know, the easy example is paper checks that I just gave, but the fundamental paradigm of in the old day, visiting your bank physically, and then in the 2010s, visiting your bank's website virtually, the real paradigm shift is your bank is going to become embedded in your applications and your workflows. And that's the new, new thing that Fispan's excited to be a part of. What do data and AI hold for near-term future banking? For us, I think that Fispan's an example of a new breed of data company, wherein where we sit, we assert no ownership or usage rights over the data that traverses our network. And so what I see is opportunities for new kinds of data companies to distinguish themselves and make good on a promise of being the best at transparent permission data exchange, not the, at, and facilitating that exchange between trusted partners, not the best at hoarding amassing amounts of data and reselling it for their own benefit. So, in the context of a bank customer relationship, what we think embedded banking has the opportunity to do is actually strengthen the bank customer bond, not weaken it, because the data that's sitting in the customer's applications, if they choose, can be shared with the bank for, to help the bank provide better products and services to that customer. And in business, the easiest example to cite, to bring that, you know, bring that statement to life is on risk management. So imagine if your bank knew how many invoices you had with this vendor, how long that vendor's been an approved vendor with you, 
who set up the payment details for that vendor in your company and who approved them. The bank's magic AI and ML team can combine that anonymously with other data, whether that's a brand new vendor, whether there's been fraud on that account before, and help your company make better risk decisions and you know, help reduce fraud. What about small to medium-sized businesses that, that don't have a large finance and accounting staff? Will they be able to leverage uh, data sharing and AI like their larger counterparts? I think, in fact, they'll get better immediate use out of it because the future of small business and a small business owner is they no longer need to become a tech techno savvy and they no longer need to be accounting savvy. Right. So I'm I'm a carpenter or a you know contractor and I'm going about my business. I should have a simple, simple app that says whether or not I want to buy this stuff at Home Depot or pay my subbies. Immediately with properly permissioned data sharing, that intention that I have can go to my cloud accountant who might be using some different platform that now they can interact with my bank and reconciliations are automatic. So small businesses, I think, will get the most immediate benefit of permission data sharing. Then what COVID-driven changes to the banking industry are here to stay for the long term? I think the biggest one is around lending. Is um, We've seen COVID really exposed the fact that lending and access to capital is still you know, highly manual, highly inequitable. And there was a number of you know, the PPP lending um, experience where enormous amounts of capital had to be deployed to worthy businesses quickly. And we were very imperfect in that. What I think COVID's going to do is it forced the banks to adopt fintech partnerships that could help them meet that demand that could more accurately and fairly underwrite and provide you know, effectively loan decisions to the banks in near real time. So I think the permanent impact of COVID on the banking industry is going to be to accelerate banks' appetites to partner with third-party fintechs to provide these better services. In other words, move aside from the build it ourselves, don't you worry about that, we've got it under control mentality, and be much more broad-minded about partnering with third parties for the benefit of customers. U.S. banks are at risk to falling behind their EU and UK counterparts when it comes to standardization for open banking. Can you explain that for us, please? Sure. You know, with PSD2 and other regulatory imperatives, um, EU banks were forced to uh, provide access to account information and access to payment instructions coming from third parties. So it you know, it forced a reckoning and, you know, evolution of AISPs and PISPs in the European Union. But the truth is, I would actually dispute that assertion. I actually think that the regulatory imperative as rolled out in Europe didn't necessarily result in a flowering of innovation that was directly benefiting small businesses. I actually think in the United States, with a much more competitive um, underlying banking 
you know, market, right, with thousands of banks rather than a few big dominant banks in each market, that the competitive market demands are leading the innovation, um, the innovation march rather than regulatory imperatives. So I'm very bullish on U.S. banking and its ability to innovate for the good of consumers. Interesting. Lisa Shields, co-founder and CEO of SpySpan. If somebody wants to connect with you, Lisa, maybe they want to find out more about uh, the work that you guys are doing. How can they do that? Um, the easiest way is on LinkedIn. Um, I have a vanity URL. Lisa was here. Um, and so, yeah, just reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'd be happy to carry on the conversation. Thanks again for your time, Lisa. It's been a real pleasure. And find more of my interviews right here or YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.